San Antonio, get ready for a mostly sunny weekend with highs in the upper 70s. We'll be in the mid to upper 80s next week. So springtime returns, uh, getting close to summertime, actually, a couple of those days next week. Anyway, uh, good weather ahead. Uh, right now it's 56 degrees as you're getting up. Uh, humidity has returned quite a bit, and so has the warmth of the morning. Man, it's Friday. You made it. <laughs> Which means it's Open Mind Friday at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And do we have a lot of bases to cover this morning, so hopefully you'll jump in here and be a part of it with me this morning at 210-599-5555 as we wake up and taste the biscuits. All right, so I <laughs> I watch the local news uh, primarily just to see what's going on, and I watch all the channels. Uh, I think Bill Taylor's a wonderful dude when it comes to the weather. Uh, but the others aren't bad either, you know, and they all have their own positives, their own negatives, right? Um, but what they all do at the beginning is, is cover the crime blotter because if it bleeds, it leads, bleeds and leads at 10 o'clock tonight, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it, it's getting crazy in this town, man. It, it is off the chain how dangerous it is to live in San Antonio now with the violent crime the way it is. It is skyrocketing. There's no doubt about that. Uh, everything from people getting shot in their cars to teenage girl getting shot and dying a couple of days ago or yesterday, whatever that was. And I'm going to get into these two that the DA once again let go. And I, I lay a lot of this on him because, you know, the, the, obviously he's gone soft on crime. 
which is the Soros playbook. I, I know a lot of people don't even know who George Soros is or whatever, but a lot of the, a lot of the societal ills that countries, including our own, have had are, are linked directly back to him. He's Captain Chaos, and the whole idea and what he funds is to bring chaos to these countries so that when they collapse in on themselves because of the chaos, the new world order arises out of that, and you've got a handful of guys, including himself, who are running the world. And he funds a lot of this stuff, including a lot of the, the marches and the anti-Semitism uh, you see on the uh, college campuses. And what's interesting about that is he, he's a Jew. Uh, but he obviously is okay with the, you know, uh, the, the Jewish people suffering. And so anyway, uh, he, he, you know, came out for a bunch of DA candidates a couple of years ago. I told you about that one was going, when it was going on, he wrote some big checks and now those cities and those counties, wherever his DAs serve, the ones that he got elected with his money, wherever they are, they're soft on crime. They're, they're just an easy target. And uh, the criminals, the gangbangers and the criminals themselves, career criminals in those cities, such as San Francisco, San Antonio, Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas, New York City, Chicago, and I could go on and name the others, uh, Los Angeles, um, they all know, all the criminals know that it's no big deal. And particularly young criminals know that they are going to be treated with kid gloves, um, just like the ones in Las Vegas who ran over the retired uh, police chief then taunted everybody, I'll be out of this thing in 30 minutes, and flipping off the family and the widow and everything when they when they had the trial date, so on. Um, it's a well-known fact in Bear County, too, that you get to skate. Uh, you've got a, a sheriff that's focused on going after a Republican governor and not on tamping down crime in Bear County. You've got a DA that's an easy target to let him go. I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. You, know, you want to get out? What did you do? You shot somebody? Okay, that's fine. And that's the way business is being handled in Bear County and in San Antonio at the moment. And so now you have, you know, shootings at North Star Mall. What was that one the, the other day? Third? The third shooting at North Star Mall? I, I remember, and I'm not old, I remember when malls were a great babysitter for moms. You wouldn't even do that now. You know, at Windsor Park Mall right here on the northeast side of town, when it opened in, what, 77, 76, somewhere along in there? Um, I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, somewhere around in that age group. And that was a great place for, you know, my mom would drop us off there before we drove, me and a couple of my friends from the neighborhood, and we'd hit that place about 9 in the morning, and she'd come pick us up about 9 o'clock at night. And we had lots of friends there, and we were well-behaved, and we knew how to be well-behaved. They didn't put up with any crap, you know, so on. Well, that's not the deal anymore. And uh, you can't I, – I, look – as I've told you, I'm armed wherever I go, and uh, you, you you wouldn't even think about going into a mall these days without – I mean, smart people wouldn't think about going to the malls these days without being armed and prepared to protect and defend yourself and your family because that's where we are in San Antonio society today. The leadership of this city, and it starts at the top with Ron Nirenberg, and it comes all the way down through the city manager and all the way over to the DA at the county level and so on. They have basically just gone soft on crime and turned this city and this county over to the thugs. And that's why we have all the violent crime that we hear about time and time and time again on the evening news. Which brings us to Isaac and Renee Gonzalez, 17 and 15. And I don't think that they're uh, related. I don't believe they are. Anyway, I couldn't find where they are. They are accused of a drive-by in October of 22. So 
last October, from last year, 100 shots were fired in what was thought to be gang retaliation. That's another huge issue that we have in San Antonio. You have a huge, huge, huge gang war and turf war that is going on right now is who's going to control San Antonio. San Antonio is el primero for the, uh, for the drug trafficking because of our intersections of 35 and I-10. You can do human trafficking and drug trafficking out of San Antonio muy pronto because of where we are. And so there's a big turf war that is uh, consistently going on between gangs, cartels, etc., for the control of San Antonio. So I don't know if this was uh, actually gang-related. They, the, the newspaper, both, all the television stations, and the sheriff's department seems to think so. Um, they shot the wrong house in October of 22. They killed a 25-year-old college student and military wife. Both were arrested. Both got out. The 17-year-old Isaac, as the story goes, reported by local media and the Sheriff's Department, was released by the DA on a personal recognizance bond well because we missed the timeline and we didn't get it all taken care of and the law is perfectly clear you have to let them out by x date if you miss the date deadline well that's how they do it folks that's how the da's office is, is playing the trick is that they sit on these cases and sit on these cases and they don't do anything about them and they blame the police department where well, the popo didn't bring us enough evidence down. They sit on it and sit on it until they are forced by law to release these criminals por nada, absolutely free, free. Get out of car, get out of jail card for free. And so they were released. When they got out, they immediately cut off their ankle monitors. Immediately. And according to the sheriff, they went on another crime spree. Of course. Why not? Why wouldn't they? They're out. They know nobody's going to do anything. They know the soft on crime DA, psh, he's going to pussyfoot. And this is the way they behaved. And they said so. That's not me saying it. That's them saying it. That's them taunting law enforcement here. In fact, one of them allegedly put up a post. I saw it. You can't see his face, so I'm going to say allegedly, but, you know, they're saying it's a 17-year-old, where he's holding five automatic weapons pointed at the camera, and it says, tell everybody at the gang unit to catch me. Well, they did. They caught him. <clears throat> the second violent crime wave, and I don't know how many priors these guys have had, it never had to have happened. It should not have happened. But it did happen because of the soft-on-crime policies of the DA elected here in Bear County. That's why. We got to let these babies go. They are letting violent offenders out of captivity to prey once again on the public 
of this area. Now they just got reelected and put back into office. And that's what also makes me think that you've heard me say this a lot lately, that this city and this area has become a lost cause because of the officials and the way they are treating these matters. Now, if it's somebody they don't like, if you're a white dude and you're a MAGA guy and you got one of them red, you know, MAGA caps and all that kind of stuff, well, it'll probably lock you away forever. But if you're a gangbanger, if you're one of these guys that we've had so many times shooting police officers and whatever, well, it's no different than Houston. It's no different than Austin. It's no different than San Francisco. It's no different than Los Angeles or Chicago at this point. San Antonio, because of the Democrats who are running the upper echelon and the, the forces in this city and this area, this, this entire uh, county, they have gone soft on crime. And this is what you get right here. You get that crime blotter every time they start the newscast with shootings at the mall, stabbings at schools, guys getting out, cutting their GPS monitors off because they were treated with kid gloves, and on and on it goes. And that's because the voters of this area have put these people in power. That's why it's happening because the voters of this area have decided this is what we want for San Antonio. And and listen, nobody's got a gripe coming. Nobody's got a gripe coming. Nobody can complain about the way things are going here because this is what this city and this county ultimately voted for. What's happening here with violent crime in San Antonio in the area is just merely a reflection of the votes of the people of this area. And that's why you've heard me say here recently, get out. You know, just get out because this is a mess. The people put these folks in power, and they're here, and they have set about whatever Democrats do, wherever Democrats are, they have set about destroying. They are destroyers. They are the destroyer. It's the spirit of destruction that follows Democrats around wherever they govern. Got some news out of uh, Israel we'll get to in a couple of minutes, and also the situation with CPS. As I've been telling you all week, they want to go up on your rate, so uh, more on that coming up. All right, fellas, I heard it yesterday when I left here. Now and then, the Beatles. And, Don, you and I were texting. You heard it too, right? So, right. what'd you guys think? Jimmy, I really liked it. Jimmy, did you hear it? Oh, yeah, I played it. You did? Yeah, yeah, we played it during Sean's show. As soon as it came out, Don sent it to me. And we played uh, like the first minute and a half, and then later we played the last half. And it's, I don't know, vintage, quintessential Beatles, uh, the chord changes, the harmonies, Don, yeah? Yeah, you know, it, it was what you'd expect from them. Uh, you know, beautiful melodies, great harmonies. You know, the lyrics were good. Uh, it was good to hear John Lennon's voice again on something that we'd never heard before. Wow, so. that was yeah. wild. It was kind of spooky. Yeah. The com the comments all over the internet, you could tell who was nostalgic, and I saw younger people do the face palm emoji like, who cares? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, because the younger people I know, they're having a resurgence in all of this stuff. They're loving it. Well, then we just have uh, normal friends then. It's 50-50. <laughs> Not everybody yeah. likes everything. Right. You know, you know and, and that's the thing. You know, I know people who, who can't stand the Beatles. Right. Um, you know, but you know, that's t you know, music is is you know, it, it, not everybody's going to like the same thing, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Um, so you had people who didn't care for it, who thought it was 
just another song. And then there are those who thought it was, you know, a, another triumph for the Beatles. I'm going to surprise job. and shock you guys. I didn't do much Beatles when I was young because they were off limits in my house. They were hippies. Well, long actually, hair. Actually, no. Um, this was before all of that stuff. It, you know what it was when John Lennon said they were bigger than Jesus. Right. And that was it, baby. It was yeah. over for it to Warehouse, man. No Beatles. In fact, Dad did one of his famous, I'm breaking their records here on KTSA, and he did. He came on here and said, <laughs> was breaking their 45. So I didn't do much Beatles when I was growing up, but I have come to appreciate them in my later years. Especially, I, I really like the early stuff because I'm one of those, like, you know, I, I, I'm in a wrong era, man. I should have been in the 50s. I totally am about 50s and 60s type stuff. That's just right. me. That's just who I am. Yeah, you know, the the early stuff had that, you know, that energetic, youthful yes, spirit. I love know, that. And, well, yeah, the early stuff is when they thought they were only going to last two years. Right. And that was a famous quote from Paul. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm surprised we made it right. past two. Well, but I do like, I, I did like that song yesterday. Uh, I didn't hear you guys play it. I, I was listening to it somewhere else, and I thought it was really good. In fact, I was texting Don about it. Like w When I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this is not bad. And you're right. To hear John Lennon on something, I, I hadn't heard his voice in forever, except on the me, old stuff. You it know? gave me chills. A little bit. And, and I'm not like a crazy Beatles fan, but right. to hear someone's voice that you knew was gone, yeah. you got to hear yeah. it, and the circumstances behind the song and him seeing Paul. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, it gave me chills. Well, now, you, you guys are here when Ryan and I are doing the show, so we, you know you hear him like really trashing AI, and I kind of feel that AI is going to be a dangerous thing in some areas. I'll get into some of those areas here a little bit later on. But I also, I'm, I'm more middle of the road on it. I think if AI is used correctly, first of all, we're going to see miracles like we've never seen before. I mean, and it's not just this. I'm talking about science and medicine and, you know, stuff like that. We're going to see miracles like we've never seen uh, with AI. It's really going to help a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Um, it's also got the potential of being extremely dangerous. But in something like this, you know, I, I got to tell you, people are not going to care if it's AI generated or not. It's kind of like when synthesizers came along. Computers create most of the music right now anyway, uh, which I'm a purist. I love guitars and drums and, and all of those kind of things. But I'm an outlier. Most people just, if, I, if the music sounds good and the lyrics are cool, then they're going to go for it regardless of if it was created by a guy with a, with a Fender Stratocaster or a computer. Yeah, I'm with them on that, you know, as long as it sounds good. Yeah. Um, you know, I prefer, you know, real musicians like we heard yesterday on this new Beatles song. Right. Um, the, the, only, the only AI was brought in just to clear up the vocal track. Right. Everything else was yeah. them. Well, you know, they, they, they tried to so. do this 10 years ago or longer, yeah. and they couldn't get the piano off of the vocal track, and that was the problem. Right. And yeah, so, because you had to separate it, but it was a mono track, so it took some time to get the technology to be able to separate oh. it and make it sound as good as it does. Well, that was it. Back then, they didn't have the technology, so they no. waited and waited, and they said, one day, one day maybe we'll be able to do it. Well, one day has come with AI, so, you know. For the potential here's, pitfalls of AI, there's going to be some good stuff that's going to come out of it, too. Musically, here's the, the separation, the line of AI. You can't go see AI in concert. That's right. No, that's true. That's right. Well, when they start doing this business, you know, and it, it already is, we, you know, with music stations, we already have AI disc jockeys, and you cannot tell the difference. You have no idea that that's not a real human being sitting but there But I can't that. go do a meet and greet with the AI job. That's, that's I right. I can't go do backstage and get an autograph from an AI artist. They pulled me in to talk to the guys on the sports station to talk to them about how to sell commercials, right, and how to, how to take care of clients. And that's what I told those guys, Rudy and Jason. I, I told all of them. I said, look, here's the deal. 
when AI starts doing talk radio, which it's going to eventually, what it cannot do is go meet with your listeners, your fans, and your clients. There is no way that a computer can do that. So it's not mm-hmm. going to be able to replace that that human interaction and that human element. I so. remember shaking Merle Haggard's hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I can go see Merle Haggard <laughs> in concert under AI. <laughs> Cannot shake his hand again. Let me tell you. It's true. The, the, the first time I met Merle Haggard, he and, uh, he and Marty Robbins were on concert. And I remember shaking both of their hands. My dad had known them forever, but the first time I met them, I remember meeting both of them. Neither one of them remember meeting me. <laughs> number one, because who That's, am I? Well, I'm a little peon. But number two, chem- man, were they high. Yeah, I was going to say chemical. <laughs> there's, there's a chemical imbalance at that time. Oh, get ready to pay more to heat and cool your home. Been telling you about this. Even though they are so flush with cash, they're handing over hundreds of millions of dollars to the city of San Antonio. They got so much because why? Because they're charging you way too much for your electricity. But they got you over a barrel. What you going to do about it? You got to have lights, right? You can't get dressed in the dark every day. Well, I do. You got to have heat. Man, we're coming up on January, February. Woohoo, baby doll. It's going to be cold at night. You got to have heat. You got to have cool during the summer we just went through one of the hottest years we've ever had so you got to have an ac that works right so you got you'd like to cook a meal every now and again so it's good to have electricity for that so they know that (laughs) boy do they and they don't really obviously care at all that there are people out there trying to make a decision, hmm, do I buy some beans or do I pay my electric bill this month? And people are falling farther and farther behind. But here's what they say. And I told you that that's what they were going to do. We have to have the money to replace the infrastructure because we have so much more infrastructure that needs replacing. And we have so many more people living in the area as customers that we have to do that. So it's only going to be less than $5 a month. Well, first of all, the amount of money is not the point. I don't care if it's 27 cents a month, 10 cents a month, a nickel. I don't care. They don't need it. They don't need to do this to the poor folks and the not-so-poor folks who are struggling right now. How how soulless need you be (laughs) to say to people, yeah, I know, you single moms out there, rough time. It's really hard right now. I got this report from the Target CEO, but he's not an outlier, that now, you know, for, for seven consecutive quarters, discretionary sales have been tanking. They're in the, they're in the pot, discretionary. Now what they're seeing is food and beverage going into the pot, that people are backing off from buying groceries. And like I said, you can say that's part of the Bud Light effect over on Target, and it it sure is. Target, whenever they went stupid last year, that has cost them, no doubt. But he's not an outlier. The rest of them in the retail business are seeing the exact same thing go on. So people are having a really, really, really tough time in Biden's economy. There's no doubt. There's no question. 
that Biden's economy is being rough on people. With the inflation being what it is, the prices on goods being up 20% since he became president. 20%. And so now people are having to make some real decisions. Do I do this or do I do that? It's, I can't do both. There's no way we're going to be able to do both, honey. So which, which are we going to do? And along comes CPS that has a commodity that you have to have. Power is not discretionary. And they come along and they go, don't really carry can't buy shoes for the baby. We're we going to get more out of you because we got to buy another pole. we got to put up another pole somewhere. Well, first of all, the argument about there's more people here, so we have to add infrastructure, that don't work, baby. That don't fly. That don't, That is not, uh-uh, no. Because with more customers, they have more income. <laughs> okay? They're doing more volume business. So they're getting really rich. Their volume is way, oh, I know people in the private sector would love to have that kind of volume. That's the argument that they always talk about with gas taxes, right? Well, we got to go up on the gas taxes because we got more people around here. No, it's the opposite. You got more people, you ought to be able to go down on the prices. But anyway, I don't want to digress into that. I don't want to bring too many, I don't want to conflate too many things in here. What I'm trying to tell you is they're going to go up on your bills. And they shouldn't. They're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at the city of San Antonio for them to just play with. Again, they have turned these public utilities, like your electric company, like your phone company, they have turned them into taxation entities. Now, SAWS does a pretty good job. SAWS, I think, is 4% that they give to the city. It's 14% of gross revenues over at CPS. Everything above their cost of doing business at that point is a tax. Okay? Because their cost of business is not, this is not supposed to be a for-profit private entity. This is a city-owned utility. And as a silly, city, silly, that's a good point. As a silly-owned uh, utility, it ought to, they ought to pay for what they do, and that's it. And if they have more money after they pay for what they do, then they're charging you too much. And the rest of it is a tax that the city cannot come to the taxpayers and say, we're going to go up on your taxes by $400 million because the taxpayers would freak. But, folks, that's what they do here. They keep going up on your rates, and it's another tax increase. That's what it is. It's another tax increase. We're going up on your rates, another tax increase. That's, all, that's how you need to look at it. They're increasing my taxes. Because at this point, they are so flush with cash, so much money is flying through that place, that that's exactly what this is turning out to be. This is turning out to be, hey, look, hey, tax increase on the citizens who can't afford it. People are tight. They are, they've gone through their savings. They are now charging up credit cards at 30% interest rates and more. Number one there, Jimmy. And the price of everything is pricing people out of the market everywhere. But again, they know that we can't and won't do anything about it. What most of us will do 
is just pay it like we always have. The others, well, they'll sit in the dark. They'll have a cold winter. They'll have a hot summer next year because they can't afford it. And these people do not care. They proved that during the snowfall three winters ago. They just simply don't care. Give us more, 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 more money. Yes, they are very greedy. Hey, Steve, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday. Hey, Steve, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Happy Friday, Steve. Hey, happy Friday, Trey. Maybe somebody needs to get a hold of Ken Paxton and uh, have him look into the uh, CPS situation. Well, I, you, we could do that. I don't know if they're. I don't know what they're doing that could be actionable by the AG. Uh, you know, I have no idea if if they come with a proposal to raise rates, and the city's representatives, which is the city council, signs off on that proposal to raise those rates. I don't know what the illegal illegality would be. Do you? Yeah, a lot of it depends on what CPS's charger is. They've got a monopoly down here. Well, that's can't true. Can't get any other power. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, Steve. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What do you think about that? What do you think about they're coming before the citizens once again, saying we need a rate increase, we need even more money, even though they are loaded, loaded with money. They got more than you and I could ever spend in fourteen lifetimes. And I'm talking about beyond, over what it costs to do business down there. Do you want your rates to go up? Do you think this is this should be a for-profit entity? Do you think that things are going well and they deserve another rate increase? Would you vote yes for another CPS rate increase? Hey, Don. Yes, sir. This is for you. The goodness of the biscuit. Oh, God. <laughs> Chase the honey sauce. Chase the goodness of the You've been hitting, it, hitting me with this for about three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday. Hold on, Don. It gets a little better. Hold on, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta stop this. Oh yeah, this. because we do have another version, right? Well, oh. it's just this, it's a special, yeah. very special. Check this out, Don. It's the Toasters and Moose 10 year anniversary of the 25th anniversary of the 2009 Toasters and Moose Rock Your Body Home 25 year anniversary <laughs> tour special. Okay. Why did we waste a whole segment earlier talking about this new Beatles song? Right. It, you know, you guys can have your Beatles. I want the biscuit lady. I want to oh taste my, my biscuits and the honey sauce. I, we, let me explain. Uh, this, this, of course, has been around for a long time. Uh, this was part of a spoof movie back in 2010. And uh, but here recently, this couple has reemerged because they've gotten back together to do more music. I, I don't know what that. I don't. I have no idea. But it's now showing up on IG everywhere, and uh, she's they, they are in like a thrift shop, and they're singing this song, <laughs> and there's people walking around, which was an actual thrift shop with an actual appearance by them, 
and people have picked it up again. It's gone viral on IG, so now they're doing it everywhere. They have beautiful girls sitting on the edge of the bis- uh, bed, uh, mouthing the words to taste the biscuits. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, yeah. in uh, a few of the bands I've been with, uh, we have walk-up music after they announce you and you walk on stage before you grab your instruments. Yeah. We've used that before. Taste as the walk up, Yes, as walk-up music. Well, you know, yeah. uh, Miley Cyrus's dad, what's his name, Billy, Billy Ray? Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a version that he did. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to grab it. I mean, Rolling Stone did a whole expose on this thing. That's how big this is. And, uh, and so... When I found it, every time I come across, I started to send it to Don about two months ago. And every time I come across another version of it with them doing something, like yesterday it was a cat dancing to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's typically on a Friday? Yes. Like right after the show? Yes. Yeah, Trey's not even home. And he sent me a link to some new version of Taste the Biscuits. I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. And it's it, Friday. You know what? The song is a little dirty. I mean, when you get down to the whole thing about the honey sauce on me and all that kind yeah. of stuff, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah Nana's kind of a freak. <laughs> she is. Have you seen that? She really is kind of, yeah. And now she looks like your best friend's mom from high school, right? Right. That's what she looks like. And she's wearing 1970s clothes. But uh, but it's <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it, man. It's just what it is, and I I had to break you up this morning. So there you go. Yeah, thanks. Now I'm going to have that in my head all day. Say that's why I do these things. Yeah. Here's your boy Billy Ray. Yeah, this is his version. Billy Ray Cyrus and his version. <laughs> oh God, that's awful. That's even worse than her. Kind of lounge lizard version of it, or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. Oh well, there you go. So enjoy it, okay? Yeah, thanks. You zero, know, we, zero AI involved. Yeah, right. This is organic. <laughs> well, and when you look at the couple, I mean, he's a he's a supposedly a very well accomplished uh, pianist. He, they, they're taking this seriously. They're like, you know really trying to knock this out of the park and i'm going guys have have, have anybody let you he's kind of like ross on friends with the with the uh, keyboard i'm right. like has anybody let you guys in on the joke <laughs> we get the joke you don't <laughs> we get it <sighs> see i just had to hear that laugh for a friday morning oh, that's God. what i had to hear was don's laugh the infamous don morgan laugh or famous don morgan laugh however you yeah, well, that'll do it every time. Well, I'm going to hit it again a little bit later on, so it's in Rima's head. You know how I stick songs in his head? Yeah. Yeah, and then he just complains at me because I stuck a song in his head that stays with him all day. That's the one I'm putting in there today. I, I even suggested you make that the Funky Friday theme. He, we did. He, he know, did. But... Last week he said, you need to get rid of uh, Turn Up the Funk and, and start using Taste the Biscuits instead. <laughs> I'm going to lose uh, the audio on that one, so <laughs> just not going to be able to find it. Something must have happened. Yeah, oh. you know, these computers, they uh, fail all the well, time. Well, they do. They really, they eat your homework, don't they? We are not yep. doing Taste the Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Every what a buzzkill you right, are. Right after Stapleton's beautiful national anthem, and then we go into Honey yeah. Sauce and Taste the Biscuits. Hey, you know what? I'm glad you brought him up. I got a little story, quick story about him, because uh, on Fridays we play his national anthem from the Super Bowl, which I think is is better than Whitney Houston's version. Don't throw stuff at me, okay? But I think his version is the best I've heard as far as a live version is concerned. <clears throat> he, uh, he's being interviewed for GQ now. 
He's been out on tour, had to cancel some dates because of laryngitis and uh, a lung problem of some kind, some sort of, you know, just congestion and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he's out talking about how he got sober without uh, having to go to rehab. Pretty cool thing. They did go, he and his wife went to counseling. They both went to counseling together. But that's been recently. But no, he said uh, he had a battle with drinking, a, a drinking contest with himself when he was in his 20s, and he lost. He said, you know, I tell people, <clears throat> I got a drinking contest with myself in my 20s. I lost. When you're younger, you feel like you have to do certain things in order to occupy some of these spaces to make yourself legit. You want to feel things. You want to be able to write about things authentically. Well, guess what? No, you don't have to do that. And uh, so he just said, that's it. I decided I'm done. And he quit drinking, and he's been completely sober now for quite some time, which is kind of a cool thing. I love yeah, Chris Good Davis. for him. I love his stuff. Super talent. Oh, you know, people don't realize, everybody knows Tennessee Whiskey. Everybody's heard that song a million times by everybody from George Jones to Justin Timberlake, and it's a really good song. Mm -hmm. But people don't know that, uh, you know, Your Man by uh, Josh Turner is him. He wrote that. Right. And, I, I mean, I could go on and name all these hit songs that he has written and, uh, of course, performed, and now one of the top sellout concerts on planet Earth. So, good for yeah, him. Go back and listen to some of his bluegrass stuff oh. when he was with the Steel Drivers. Oh, phenomenal yeah well and i'm not a bluegrass fan by any stretch of the imagination but i did love that album oh yeah great. oh yeah and i'll put him up against any blues singer uh, oh yeah i don't i don't care who they are i'll put any him up singer against, period yeah well that too <laughs> it doesn't matter steel steel drivers they're not gonna i'm not gonna say they're underrated i'm just gonna say a lot of people don't know about them no. and when you find the steel drivers you're gonna go oh yeah yeah you need to look them up you really there was do. one of their songs that adele covered on an album of hers. Oh, really? That's really good. Yeah, we'll, well have to look that up. The Steel well. Drivers. Make sure you check them out. And good on Chris Stapleton. Let me dive into some Israel news. I'm going to take your calls on anything you want to talk about. Okay? And Pete, you'll be up first. So hold your line real quick here. And anything, you wherever you want to go with this. Uh, Biden wants Israel to pause. It's obvious to me. It's clear. He's trying to help Hamas. If you want to pause right now, it's allow Hamas to rearm. Look, there was a pause. That pause was prior to October 7th. Hamas broke the pause, and Hamas has been killing Jews. And they have been screaming about destroying Jews, removing them from planet Earth. No, you don't pause. When you have your boot on their, on their neck, you push harder, and you destroy this faction of murderous baby cookers and they continue every day to launch rockets into israel i bet you don't hear that side do you no the news is so one-sided all the news talks about it no rockets are flying into gaza now israel launching more rockets into gaza israel has gaza city surrounded and that's all true but you know what? Gaza and Hamas are still launching rockets. So far, they have killed more than 5,000 Israelis. More than 5,000. No pause. The House, meanwhile, and the brand-new speaker, Mike Johnson, yesterday passed a standalone emergency aid package to Israel, $14 billion going to Israel. Chuck Schumer, Democrat in the Senate, and uh, the White House says it's dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. We're not going to approve the aid to Israel. Their true colors are coming out. Cornell University 
is canceling classes today. Remember, this week we've been dealing with Junior Patrick Dye, who was arrested on Tuesday, who was writing things about, watch out, pig Jews, jihad is coming, nowhere is safe, your synagogue will be your graveyards, your women will be raped, your children will be beheaded, glory to Allah, kill the Jews, I'm a Hamas soldier, Zig Heil, finishing what Hitler started, etc. I'm going to bring an AR, etc., etc. So Cornell has closed their campus, uh, <coughs> taking some time off today. Columbus Columbia University president is praising the the persistence of the students who are accused of anti-Semitism at Columbia. That's the alma mater of Barack Hussein Obama. Not surprising that the president of Columbia University, Manu Shafiq, Manu Shafiq, would come out in favor of those who are anti-Semites and say, saying, "I praise you for your persistence. Keep it up." <clears throat> Meanwhile, as I've been telling you this week, Joe Biden's answer for all the anti-Semitism and the threats against Jews in America is we have to have a special panel to investigate and stop Islamophobia. First of all, that's not a word. <laughs> that's a made-up word. <laughs> Islamophobia. Oh, God. These people are so stupid they fall for it. They have been silent on Hamas. They have been... Uh, taking the side of of the Hamas supporters, and they have been silent on the anti-Semitism, and so now Joe Biden's answer to the anti-Semitism, to to the kill the Jews movement in America today, his answer is we have to protect those who are uh, Muslims in America. Here's what the vice president said yesterday. Go ahead, Jimmy. Let's hear it. What number? Oh, no, wait a minute. I don't I don't think we have it. Okay, well, let me just tell you what she said. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza's, Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and, and Islamophobic incidents across America. Didn't say that there was a wave of anti-Semitism on college campuses, American cities. But what we have to do, we have to get it under control for years muslims in america and those perceived to be muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hated fuel attacks as a result of the hamas terrorist attack in israel and humanitarian crisis in gaza gaza we've set up in, in anti-palestinian and anti-arab attacks no you haven't no you haven't that has not been going on in this country there are no attacks on Muslims that are happening time and time again. There's no huge wave of attacks on Muslims in America. It's quite the opposite. But these Muslim, these radical Muslim sympathizers in the White House and in this administration, because Barack Hussein Obama's their daddy, these radical Muslim sympathizers are now going, oh, we have to protect Muslims ah, because all these people are coming out after Muslims. No, they're not. They are coming out after the Jews, saying they're going to kill the Jews here in America. We're going to finish what Hitler started. And their answer is, ah, take care of the Muslims. Watch the Muslims. Pete, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Morning, Trey. How you doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for your call. Hey, that Biscuit song is crazy, man. It's hilarious. You love that? Oh, yeah. More coming. listening to it on the road. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of rate increases, uh, I got an email from Saws yesterday. Uh -huh. Declaration of intent to change recycled water rates and uplift 
assistant program fees. Huh. Well, that's interesting. So they're going to raise that so they can do more recycling of water? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I really didn't read it too much, but it's, okay. you know, another rate increase. Well, sure. And I appreciate your call, Pete. I'm going to dig into that, and I'll find out what I can about that. What Pete is referring to is for the past uh, couple of weeks, I've been on CPS's uh, rate increase uh I guess whatever you want to call it, their their PR campaign to to raise your rates. And I've been exposing the side of the city's contact and contract with CPS in that they remit to the city, as a city-owned utility, 14% of their gross revenues. And the news account that I got yesterday was $421 million for this fiscal year, 421 it's not supposed to be a profit center, and it's certainly not supposed to be a taxation entity, but you know what? It's both. And if they have that kind of money to remit back to the city because they've already paid their bills, that's what they do with that money is after they pay their bills, they give that money over to the city. If they've got that kind of money to give to the city after they've taken care of their expenses, hello, doesn't seem to me like they need another rate increase. Well, Trey, it's less than $5 a month. So I don't care if it's $0.05 cents a month. That the, the, How much it is is irrelevant. It's the fact that you already have way more than you need. And that includes infrastructure improvements because that's already factored in the budget. Don't let them stand there and tell you in front of city council, city council members, well, we have to replace this and we have to replace that and we got infrastructure needs. We, we have, that's already in the budget. That's already there. Well, we got all these new people moving in, and we got to do hookups, and we need new poles, and we got to put new transformers up, and so on, and we, we got people retiring. Well, let me tell you about the people retiring. There's this cute little thing called AI, and AI can do a whole bunch of those desk jockey jobs over there. You ought to take a look at that. Now, I'm not picking on CPS because they're pretty good with their services. They're, they're, they're fairly reliable compared to what you get out of some places. So I'm not picking on them. I'm not saying, oh, they're horrible human beings and it's a terrible service and all that. If that's what I meant to say, then that's what I would say. But you haven't heard me say that. Now, I think the deal that happened two winters ago, three winters ago, whenever it was, when everything shut down, they had misplaced priorities under Paula Gold Williams. And I called her out at the time. She's no longer there. They were all into this green thing. We got to go green. We need more windmills that don't turn when there's no wind and they freeze up when it's cold. So I've criticized them on all of that stuff. But they are fairly reliable, and the men and women in the field climbing the poles, working their butts off, they're good. They're good folks. And I praise them all the time when they're climbing out there in the sun, in a, in a you know, 9 million degree sun and in the freezing cold and in the pouring rain. They're out there. They're doing their job. I love the men and women. I'm not talking about them. But come on. Let's have some fiscal sanity. Let's get real with the taxpayers and the ratepayers. First of all, decouple it from being any kind of a taxing entity, which it is. It just boils down to that. Because city council knows. I'm calling them out. City council knows. If they told you that all this money was actually just taxes, 
because that's what it that's what it is every dime that they give to the city is nothing more than a tax that's what it is it's a tax on you that you're paying <clears throat> and you can't be so callous and hard-hearted as to say to people <laughs> we got you over a barrel because that's what they say in their minds i'm sure we got you over a barrel you got to have lights you got to have heat you got to have cool air you got to have all those so here's the deal baby we're just going to drive your rates up again and again and again and they have a ton of these rate increases scheduled coming down a pike headed right at you like a freight train with one light staring you down and it's going to roll you over unless you prevail on the city council to knock it off they got to this, there is absolutely no need for the amount of money that they're that they are trying to get out of you, and it's clearly there's no need because they're giving millions and millions and millions and millions and millions to the city of San Antonio, which means that's a tax increase. That is a tax increase. I don't mind them covering their expenses. Everybody has to do that, but they don't need to be a profit center. No, no. If you want. We need to demand from the leaders in this area, if you want $50 million or $100 million or whatever it turns out to be in tax increases, then you raise a tax. You raise the taxes on the people of San Antonio and Bear County, the people in this service area. You raise the taxes on them. But don't, don't do it through stupid uh, fee increases that are unnecessary, not needed. Not needed. Don't do it that way. Raise. T- go ahead. Go ahead, politicians. Put your big boy pants on, uh, Jalen, and raise taxes. Come with a tax increase. Increase the amount of taxes that you charge people every year. You remember when it used to be Rocky and Bullwinkle and Peanuts and, uh, I guess, Mickey Mouse with the big floating balloons down yeah, through New York? Right. Well, They've been slowly transitioning into this non-binary thing. So this year, they're going to be featuring stars like Alex Newell, who is a biological man, a male, born that way, uses he, she, they as pronouns, identifies as a male in the past, describing himself as a little black gay boy from Massachusetts, end quote. However... Now he wears women's clothes and dressing in simmering gold ball gown for the Tony Awards and won a Tony. He, she, it is going <laughs> to is going to be featured in the Macy's Parade this year. Look, we're a non-binary parade is what they're going to be saying. They're super proud of being a non-binary parade. And all they're just doing is transitioning, you know, next year or the year after that or whatever. It'll be full-on drag queen. Watch. See what I'm saying? You watch. It'll be full-on drag queen. Hey, uh, David, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, what you just explained about the city and uh, CBS is, is a perfect example of what the 14th Amendment is saying. I, I don't understand your logic. You understand government. But if you would see the true meaning behind the 14th Amendment, you would see only the citizens are subject to tax litigation, just like you explained it. If Congress is laying and collecting a fee from a corporation, it's a tax. And so as people, we are only allowing Congress to lay and collect a fee. That's why when Obama used the word fee Mm -hmm. 
in the healthcare department thing, and they changed it to a tax. Mm-hmm. And if people will understand that only people who are citizens can be taxed and can be only subject to the Constitution. Well, it, here's what they say. <clears throat> they say this is not a tax. This is a fee. You're paying a fee. So we're going up on your fees, right? What I'm doing is exposing the truth of this, however, and anything that is above whatever their costs are turns out to be a tax because it's a city-owned entity, right? So at that point, when it is over and above whatever their costs are, their cost of doing business, whatever that is, and that's what they remit back to the city, then they're giving this, they're handing over the city taxes. That's all it is. And they even have said that because this is in lieu of a tax payment that we would be making, blah, 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 blah. They have been doing this forever with your phone bill. You see all the junk that's on your phone bill? That's nothing more than other ways of getting taxes out of you, but they call it a fee, a fee. But it's actually nothing more than a tax. So that's the way I've been trying to get people to think about when they come here and they're asking for a rate increase, what they're asking for is a tax increase. And city council time and time again just rubber stamps it because, hey, listen, with this city council, they never met a tax they didn't like. Tim, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, man. Happy happy Friday to you too, Trey. Yeah, Trey, I called the Houston Chamber of Commerce and asked them about their electricity over there to get a hookup for energy to their houses, and they got competition over there. They broke up that uh, CEL, I think it was called, in Houston. They got 19 providers that you could shop around and get better prices instead of sticking with CPS, which is a monopoly with no competition. Agreed. Agreed. And Corpus, Corpus Christi's got two providers that you could shop around and I haven't called Dallas yet to find out how many providers they've got they can shop around. That's the problem here. We don't have any competition with this monopoly we have. And, you know, you you remember back in the 60s, 70s, when AT&T was a monopoly. Sure. And the Department of Justice broke them up into baby bells because prices were so high, nobody could make their long-distance calls to their cousins or uncles in, in another state, which was a fortune to call long-distance until they broke them up into baby bells and it broke it up for competition. Right. We don't have any competition. Well, and if you remember, Tim, they did the same thing. Look, it's only $2 a month that we're going up on your phone bill. It's only going to be $4 more a month. It's only going to be $4.5 a month, four seventy-five a month. Now we're up to five fifty. I got five fifty right over here, and we got a five seventy-five, five seventy-five, five seventy-five. I got five seventy-five right there, and we got a six twenty-five. That's six and a quarter right over there. Anybody got six seventy-five? I got six and three quarter right over there. Anybody got eight, 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 eight? I'm looking for eight. I got eight and a quarter. I got eight and a quarter right over there. And that's what happens. That's how it works, is they continue to go up and go up and go up. And they don't care that you can't afford it. That's not, that doesn't enter into their thinking. <laughs> That's not part of what they are. Well, you know, we've got to buy another pole. We've got to put another transformer out there. We've got to have another switching station somewhere. Somewhere. Somebody. While meanwhile, people out here are trying to figure out how to buy beans. And I, look, I told you earlier that... Uh, the CEO of Target is saying that people are stopping their, their purchasing of food now. And it's not just Target. He's not an outlier. I know. Target has been Bud Lighted, and they should be. Target should economically be destroyed for what they're doing or what they did do uh, and what they continue to do. And, and they are suffering from that. They have been Bud Lighted, and that's a good thing. More of that. But he's not an outlier. All the others are talking about how discretionary spending has just all but stopped, and now people are pulling back on the necessities 
which means they're trying to decide, do I eat or do I cool or heat the home? Do I eat or do I heat? Which do I do? And here comes this public utility, ha-ha, wink, wink, nod, nod, this taxing entity who wants to go up on your taxes. That's exactly what this is. They don't need the money. They don't need it because they have so much. They're so flush with cash. They are pouring cash into the city coffers like crazy, so much so that even the commies on the city council are starting to feel guilty about it. Think about that. Uh, real quick here. You know, um, the House yesterday, under the leadership of Mike Johnson, uh, thank God we have some fiscal sanity back, decoupled that whole support for Israel away from Ukraine and passed a $14 billion measure. Chuck Schumer and uh, and the White House both say, ah, that's, uh, that's dead on arrival. Because they want Israel to fail, obviously. The Democrats do. You Democrats, you Democrats, you your party wants Israel to fail because you're the party of Hamas. So anyway, check this out, though. What, what Mike Johnson did, what the Speaker did in this, he said, we're not going to print any money. What we're going to do is we're going to take it away from the IRS and all those 87,000 agents that Joe Biden uh, shoved up your nose in the, quote, Inflation Reduction Act. We're going to take $14 billion out of that. Let me give you a couple of other ideas where we can get money that we need. Did you happen to know that since Joe Biden pulled us out of Afghanistan in that horrific, awful situation, you know, we've been pouring billions of dollars into Afghanistan. Billions. Over $11 billion in the past two years. In fact, cash shipments arrive in Afghanistan from you. Number two there, Jimmy. From you. Every 10 to 14 days, $80 million dollars is handed off to Afghanistan from you every 10 to 14 days cash US cash in Afghanistan every 10 to 14 days 80 million dollars and now and now the empty corpse is going to meet today with foreign countries down to our south and his new proposal is to keep people from coming here, we, you and me, the American taxpayer, getting up at old dark 30 every day, we get to pay to build all kind of infra uh, infrastructure in those cities. Roads, bridges, really nice apartment complexes, all of those niceties that we enjoy here, we get to pay for those people down there. To keep them from coming here, says Joe. My foot. What has them coming here, first of all, is he opened the border. Second of all, he told them to come. I've played the sound for you a million times at various times. Not just once, but at various times. I want you to come. Come. Y'all come. And then offering them $700 a piece, offering them a monthly stipend, offering them food, offering them health care, offering them a free phone and a free place to live which is exactly what he gives these illegals when they get here. Of course they're going to come here. Seal up the border and shut off all that crapola, and the next thing you know, they won't be coming here, and you don't have to spend American taxpayer dollars in El Salvador or San Salvador or Chile 
or any of those other countries. This is just absolute, this is uh, stealing. It's theft of the American people. That's what they're doing. They are stealing the future of this country out from underneath our noses. Hey, Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Hey man, thanks a lot. I mean, it's it's really amazing to try to keep up with all this corruption with the, with what's going on. But really, anyway, I wanted to speak to CPS Energy. I actually, I think the co-op model is fine. My beef with CPS is all that money that they generate should not go back to this to the city at all, and and it should be in, reinvested. We should be reinvesting in power plants. I remember the days when actually CPS used to be selling. They used to be selling energy to the grid because they were they had they had overproduction. We should be investing in power plants. We should be every residential neighborhood should have underground lines. We should be investing in a. We talk about the energy infrastructure, how it's how it's potentially subject to terrorism. Our city, that CPS Energy, should be investing in our power system so we are fail safe. Our power should our power should be fail safe. We should be have every, all the transformers, all these lines. All we should be investing that money there, and that is my beef: is that we we the the, the co-op model I think is a great model. CPS historically has had the lowest energy rates anywhere, and and I think that that the accountability issue I have here also is that hey, you want to start changing things? Show up to vote. By the way, did everybody know that we got an election coming up? Next Tuesday, are you voting and are you participating? That's my say. Well, Thanks the, a lot. you bet, man. Thanks for the call, Mark. And uh, I, I can't, I cannot argue with anything you're talking about. Now, I will say that as far as the co-op model is concerned, uh, everything that you just addressed uh, to to be invested in, I'm talking about underground lines and new new switching stations, all the stuff that you're talking about. Number one, it's already in their budget. They have infrastructure in their budget. So they don't need to go up on your rates to pay for that stuff. And with the new customers, that's what they always say is, we oh, we got new people here, and we got to build more uh, power stations and all that. Well, first of all, with the new people that you have here, they are paying for that through their you know, existing rates. So there's no need to go up on the rates as far as that's concerned. And all the other stuff that you just talked about to make sure that we're fail-safe and all that kind of thing, uh, free market fixes a lot of that stuff. I'm a big free market guy and let people compete, let these industries compete. And if you're with CPS and you're getting great service and you're okay with the rates, then stay there. But if Joe wants to start up his power company and Joe wants to get it right and he wants to be competitive and he wants to have the best infrastructure and he wants to have power that's going to be there when we have three feet of snow outside, Side where grandma don't uh, you know uh, uh, freeze to death in the living room, all those kind of things. Then Joe can build a better power plant, and we can buy it from Joe if it's better service, and we can decide which rates we want to pay. But the way that it is structured right now, and again, I'm not arguing with you, Mark, because you laid out some great points. But the way that it is laid out right now, this is a tax. What you just described, and you're right, that money that comes from CPS and is remitted back to the city. That is effectively a tax on the, on, the, on the people of San Antonio. So don't call us. Here's my beef. And I said before, I've gotten good service out of CPS in the past. So I'm not, I am not complaining about the men and women climbing poles. They're good people. I'm not, I'm not. And by and large, I'm not complaining about their service, the product that they put out. By and large, I'm not. I think they need to shore it up when we have extreme weather. But beyond that, what I'm saying, though, is that the city continues to use a public utility as a taxing entity. 
So let's have transparency. Let's be honest about this. Let's not call it a rate increase. Call it a tax increase because that is effectively what it is. Call it what it is. I'm tired of the shenanigans and the BS. Call it what it is. It's a tax increase. And we can get on down the road. Jaime, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. So two things. Uh, you're exactly right about CPS. It's kind of crazy because not even about a couple of months ago, they, they, the city council was fighting to give money back because CPS overpaid the city. So that goes to tell you already that that um, that they're already charging us way too much. Like, I mean, how can you have over money or extra money just sitting there? And, have, and then instead of giving it back to the people, like, oh, no, but we want to do, like, another Haven for Hope. or we, It's like you already got all that money. Like, come on. They just don't want to release the money. It's just one of those things that it's like, like you said, it's like, oh, it's only going to be a penny tax for the rest of for about five more years. Well, well look, the, the, the actual rate go. increase, gonna... the actual rate increase is irrelevant. I don't care if it's a nickel, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no, yeah. One more penny is, 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 is way too much. And you're absolutely right, Jaime, yeah. that the, and, and the, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and, and one more thing before you go, you were talking about the Biden administration trying to get more money to South America and all mm-hmm. that. You know, when, when Trump started cutting back on the money and saying, you know what, if you're not going to take care of these people, we're not going to give you this money. All of a sudden that changed. Right now we have a, a caravan coming with the Mexican police escorting them. Right. Come on. And we're giving them money and they're going to escort them here. Oh, yeah. They should stop them. They should turn them back around. They shouldn't even be doing it. But no, they don't want to take care of them. Nobody wants to. Of course they not. Give us, they, want to, well, they want us to take care of them and give them all that. But yes, Absolutely. they some more money to, to build an infrastructure. They're not doing none of that. They're just getting rich on our dime. Well, of course. And that's the National Bank of the U.S. taxpayer. That's all that is. So pouring a bunch of money in the infrastructure in Central and South America is mindless. It's pointless and it's mindless. That infrastructure, unless you're willing to maintain it and improve it, just like we're talking about with CPS right now, it's it's going to be shot in no time at all. So why in the world are we going to pour billions of dollars into Central and South America? You have to cut off the incentive here, which means we're closing the border and we are taking away all of the free crap we give you. No more anchor babies. No more anchor babies. That's over. And no more free stuff. We're not giving out free stuff anymore. It's over. I promise you they'll stop coming. They're coming for that, not because things are bad where they are. That's what we. That's what the Democrats always tell you. The Democrats, oh, it's so bad down there. It's so horrible. At the same minute, the Democrats will tell you how racist we are. <laughs> you see how they don't make any sense, right? They just don't make any sense. But pray tell. Why are we sending $80 million every 10 to 14 days to Afghanistan? More than $11 billion since Joe Biden pulled us out of there and got our troops killed. Why every 10 to 14 days does Afghanistan get a cash payment? A cash payment. Line one, Jimmy. A cash payment from you and me of $80 million. Why? Okay, so we had the Beatles thing come out yesterday. And as I left the radio station, uh, I heard somebody play the entire thing all the way through, and it was, uh, I thought it was good, classic Beatles. Um, I never was a huge, huge Beatles fan. I've come to appreciate them more in the rearview mirror. And um, it was it was really kind of cool to hear John Lennon's voice. And you know why? I remember when Christine McVie took some time off from uh, Fleetwood Mac, and um, and they were touring, and Fleetwood Mac was not Fleetwood Mac without her voice. You know what I mean? 
that right. any of those bands that well you know kind of like when we lost uh, when we lost the Eagles and uh, Glenn Fry. I mean, it, you know, uh, Vince Gill does a halfway decent job. You know, <laughs> he's pretty good, but he's not Glenn Fry's voice in the Eagles. So that's how I felt about John Lennon. And to hear him yesterday, created by AI, he he's actually singing, but AI had to separate him from the piano and clean the vocal up. I thought it was pretty cool to hear. Now, it brings up another question, though. With AI have, being able to recreate Freddie Mercury and all these songs that we've heard now and – New music from artists who clearly, obviously, are not making any new music. Who would you like to hear new music from? Mm, Don? Hmm. See, I would have to go, like, by genre. I, I mean, I would love to hear new music from Tupac and Biggie and some of the rap stars okay. that left us really early young. And then we can go with Hendrix and Joplin. Okay, basically we're saying the 27 Club. I would love to hear music from all of the 27 clubs. Okay. Cobain, Joplin, Hendrix. Morrison. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going to sit. What do you think, Don? Yeah, I was thinking Hendrix as well. And perhaps Tom Petty, who mm. was a favorite of mine. Okay. But there's still a lot of stuff in his vaults that we are you know, hearing a little more of as time goes on. So How would yeah. we eventually get... that'll dry up. But, mm. uh, you know, I would, I would love to hear something from How him. How would we get more Hendrix on the guitar playing? Is AI going to be able to just take his guitar oh, absolutely. playing? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's it's going to be. Comp- it's not going to have the feel. I need. No. I need AI doesn't do drugs. It won't be good. <laughs> AI is not wigged out on LSD <laughs> or black tar. Can't, yeah, can't make it interesting enough. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, but um, if, they, you know, if they could find some, you know, some way to, uh, you know, maybe there's a live tape of him somewhere. Right. That exists. And the, the sound quality is just not the greatest. If they could take that and, right. and remaster it to make it sound presentable, I would love to hear that. There's going to be a lot of that, you know, right? Yeah. There's going to be a lot right. of the live audience stuff that people have recorded on their phones that yeah. they're going to be able to take and just make a whole concert uh, thing out of it. Let's see here. Well, you know, even, even in my line of work, that would come in handy. Because how many times have I gone out to cover something yeah. and right. there's so much background noise right. you clear that all you that can't off. hear what the yeah. person's all saying? All the wind we able blowing. To, That's true. Yeah, yeah, if you could ha- horns honking, you know, if, yep. if you could clear that up it would make my life a lot easier yeah <laughs> um so uh, first you know I, I have several that rush to my mind immediately all n- n- none of this in order right it's just some of the some of the names uh first it, one of them is prince right so right we have some vaulted stuff in paisley manner but i'd like to hear some of the i'd like to hear something different um and, and they were, they are releasing that stuff kind of like you were saying um so that that's going to drive but prince would would definitely be in there elvis of course you know he got way off track with a lot of the downer-type country stuff he was doing toward the end of his life. It really was depressing because he was depressed, and he wasn't doing a good job. He was spaced out most of the time. That album that they did down in the Jungle Room was horrible, and I'm saying that as a guy who loves the man, but uh, you know, there, there's so much more that they could get out of that. And then, of course, uh, ultimately for me is SRV. You know, I just miss, right. miss, miss, miss. I just sent you a deal by, by him, too, you know. Uh, what was he saying? Play with finesse? No, I play like I'm breaking out of jail. <laughs> that was a quote from him. Like his I life miss, depends I miss on him, it. Man. I just miss yeah. him. I'm going to go with Don about the cleaning up bad audio that, that they haven't been able to release. Well, that would be awesome. You're going to have that right. in there soon for phone calls, Pledge of Allegiance, and all that kind of stuff. You're going to have that in there. All right, uh, Warren Rhyme is coming up next. KTSA.